0: i we have that on recording.
1: <laughs> oh, I hope that doesn't get left on the editing editing room floor. You know that,
2: that is Patreon content <laughs> if I ever. <laughs> you know that we don't say that word right. <laughs> <laughs> I could not hold him out laughter we'll from do that it one right
0: now, you
1: have to. <laughs> I know we'll do it in a little bit okay this reminds me of like SNL or something when like we they they guys. just can they start cracking up in like the good? middle of their yeah, like, like, like live <laughs> <laughs> sketch can't
0: do it you need to lock that door she's walking in here okay, her.
3: stay out of here please I go play
0: for a little bit okay can you set her up with paint or something <laughs> <laughs> I'm shitting put her in the cage <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'll put her in
1: a cage. <laughs> do you have a crate prepared?
0: She can bring her iPad in there.
3: It's fine. Yeah, she'll be fine.
0: I swear to God, I've always said, if having kids was like having dogs, I'd have so many. Because you could just fucking put her in the crate and go out and do your thing. you leave her, I mean, technically, oh, no. you're not going to go to jail for leaving her in the car. <laughs> You are actually going to go to jail for leaving your kid in the car. Yeah. Just heads up, everyone.
1: Meanwhile, if you leave them in the crate, then you only go to jail if you get caught.
0: (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Well, it's funny, too, because when she was like, what, two, we had the playpen set up, where, but it was like hooked to a wall and it's literally the same one that they advertise for dogs no our dogs have the same one the play crate yeah Yeah. or the
1: play cage yeah Yeah, and i was like i thought about getting one of those for my ferret at one point
0: (laughs) oh god don't tell Stephanie of a ferret i used to okay why does he want one he wants one
1: so bad (laughs) they're so good pet they're such they're so fun
0: all it takes is one time of me going back too far in the recliner (laughs) and i've squished it it's
2: too fucking small my cousins had one in a, like i would be taking a shower and all of a sudden i hear this like little and i would look down and it would be in the shower with me we we have so a ferret
0: yeah. yeah we had a ferret growing up
1: but they smell bad but they, they're, yeah. they're adorable because they're
0: related to the polecat
1: right yeah okay so they they have they a, like a natural bad. like musk mm-hmm. about them that you know they can't help it they're just they're, yeah. they're so adorable and have they you just want to be petted
2: I think it was the Georgia Public Television thing about the ferrets have you watched this?
1: I haven't <laughs> okay
2: and the people are talking about and this woman like makes up her song about her ferrets <laughs>
1: God, crazy kid crazy ferret lady. crazy I'm ferret, here for it
2: crazy ferret people yeah and like how they go in together when they die they just keep them all in a freezer and then they cremate them together and then just divvy up the ashes between their little group what
3: <laughs>
0: but, yeah there was a oh weird my God. trend. crazy
2: ferret people it's awesome
0: there was a weird trend when i was in um high school and like with all the scene kids. It was called emo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, the scene kids, the cool thing was to get a ferret. Yeah. So couples, that was like their, like for the, the cool kids, the popular kids, it was like you give the girl your letter jacket. The people that were in relationships, it was like they would buy a ferret together. <laughs> and then when they broke up, they there'd be all this drama about who gets to keep the fucking ferret.
1: I was going to say, did they split the ferret down the middle or was there like a... Um what is it um, It was always
0: big when they got another ferret too. It was like, "Oh my god, they're so serious." <laughs> i swear to god there was at least five couples that had ferrets
1: what do they call it oh when you uh when you get a divorce and you try to decide who gets the kids custody like custody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, do you yeah. have ferret custody battles yeah,
0: so.
2: <laughs>
1: take it to pe- like high school people's court
0: it, yeah <laughs> there you go high school people's
2: court <laughs> to the like law club and they just yes. yeah. <laughs> decide you're the fate of your ferret
0: it's just so speaking of funerals speaking of yeah so we'll do like uh so we're here today okay. yeah let's
2: we'll go into it I okay think. go
1: yeah dearly departed we are gathered here
2: dearly tonight. departed we are gathered here today
1: with
0: jesse jesse <laughs> the crowd goes wild Woo.
1: Woo. no one knows who i am i'm Yay. casey this,
0: this is, is laura that's jesse uh jesse's a good friend of mine yeah, I don't know why I sang that. I've been very <laughs> sing songy this weekend. You're like I'm, your I'm here for it. The, world,
1: the The world should be a musical yes. for a day. Um, yes. Jesse, how
0: long have I known you? Oh, Years God. now.
1: Yeah, God, you. Let's see. We met
0: 2016.
1: That sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> 2016, because <laughs> yeah. it, it was about a year after we started the courtesans, I think.
0: Okay, yeah. So I think uh, I know Jesse. I guess through Kenny, I bet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's probably how we met. Um, But now it's like, I know.
1: Kenny kept talking about his, like, his good sis, like, (laughs) Casey. And, like, um, I remember him saying, like, well, it's essentially Carmella, but biologically female. (laughs) And I was like, okay
3: I'm
0: having like, a hard time picturing this
1: and then I think it was at one of the 40 watt shows like you came backstage and you were like oh my god like you need to market this and this and you were just like all these like big big dreams of grandeur uh-huh. and yeah. I'm just like girl we we just started like, we got a budget of like 52 cents and, and
0: I remember I remember you saying that and I was like I know but we need more budget that's why we've got it we're going to do these things and and, and I, was I was like, just like what am I what am I doing here
3: <laughs>
1: and I this. was like I was literally like I don't know what what are we talking about and I was like <laughs> You should talk to Jason. <laughs> Jason's my husband, and yes. I was, who does and our he, hair? He, he's a sweet yes.
2: angel, baby. Yes. Oh my gosh!
1: And he was uh, he was the business manager for the courtesans at the time, so I was like, you should talk to Jason. <laughs> and
0: so he you was, literally pawned me off, and I was like, Jason, just, just here's my ideas, y'all. <laughs>
1: let me out. let me let me just like picture this though, like how let's have a Sophia from the Golden Girls moment. Picture it. <laughs> Forty watt, 2016. Casey, drunk after a show. <laughs> talking about business ideas <laughs> and this is like the first time i've met her and i'm like i don't know what she's talking about but and she gets so
2: excited with her ideas she you can't say no to her so
1: excited and so like just <laughs> extroverted and i'm just sitting here like with my little introverted corner and i'm like i'm
0: scared you know in my mind i'm like we're getting a private jet yeah, that's it, guys. We're going. To, we're flying across no, the
1: country. That was literally it. She was like, "We're going to get a bus, a tour bus, <laughs> or something." She's like, "Let's take this to like take
0: this show on the road." Like, she
1: was literally like, "Let's take this to New Orleans." Uh-huh. Like, I've got some hook. I've got some connections. and <laughs> she's, like, she's like, "Oh, and I've got some connections in like L.A. or a lo- a Hollywood or whatever." And I'm I was seeing like,
2: this all happen. And I'm mm-hmm.
1: like, mm-hmm. "This is all amazing," but I was like, "We gotta work. How are we gonna do this?" <laughs> And she's like, girl, I got you. We'll,
0: we'll do it. And We're I was just like,
1: okay. And I was like, go talk to Jason. Mm-hmm. Then I
0: went to sleep and forgot about it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> as she often does. Yeah. Like, y'all, mm-hmm. Casey has been talking to me about being on this show since, like, we since started? it started. Oh, Jesse like,
0: did our logo. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Yeah. I'm like, hmm.
1: Yes, Has anybody seen the, the logo for that funeral is Jessie. stories? Jesse like, did I drew our that. logo. Yeah.
0: So talented.
1: Like she Perfect. came to me and she was like, Hey, I'm thinking about starting this like um this uh podcast like called Funeral Stories and it's this <laughs> funny thing about death and like I'm like I'm here for it <laughs> And I was like, But why are you telling me this? <laughs> and she's like, How much would you charge to do like a commit like one of your commissions? Yeah. Because like I had done these Bust for all the courtesans yeah and she and i was like well because um,
0: i think i i paid you to do one of me just me yes. for the blonde shell and then i was like i want this person this bust with laura's bust and i, I told i remember i was like in a coffin <laughs> and then maybe funeral i don't care you take it from there yeah she was like <laughs> some
1: funeral spray uh, sprays and i was yeah. like what the hell is this funeral spray <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And because I it had never, dirty. I had never heard that term before, and she goes, "You know those those flowers things <laughs> yeah. that are at funerals." And I was like, "Oh, that's what that's
3: called." Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: And yeah. so, like, I w- I did it, and like, um, it yeah, it was phenomenal. And she's been talking to me about being a guest since then. <laughs> I so, know. And then, but every time she talks to me about being a guest, it's always after a courtesan show when yep. she's blitzed. Yeah. Yes. So, I think about it, like, the next day, and I'm like, I'm going to be a guest on the funeral stories, and then oh. I'm like, Casey probably doesn't remember Shit. that she had this conversation.
0: No, the best thing you could have done was post, yes, on
1: post something call on Facebook. Because
2: she has... I've also, Do you have no. guests arranged? Do you have guests arranged? She's like, I can't think of anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, the best thing you could do is put it on Facebook, where I also saw it. <laughs> I honestly
1: think, like, it was Melta who was like, you know Casey is drunk... After every show, <laughs> she's like, she ain't going. She does not remember. No. And I was like, but I want to believe.
0: Oh, I want to believe. Well, you know what? It's funny. So when I when it's my like really close friends, and I've had, you know, some of our past guests have been close friends of mine, or, um, a lot of times we've gotten closer after they've mm-hmm. been on. Yeah. Um, but when it's like my close friends, I don't think of them in the context of this. Podcast. So, like, when you or we were texting about recent losses you had had, it was nowhere even on my radar. And you, you were like, "Girl, I'm telling you, I got to be on the show. I got to be on your podcast because this shit just keeps on coming." And but in my mind, it was nowhere. I was worried about like you as a friend. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it was just this. Oh fuck! I forgot I had a podcast called Funeral Stories. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so outside of i don't know it's weird when it's my friends yeah you know and oh, so, well, but yeah because you sure. think
1: about you don't think about like your friends in a businessy sense like yeah that. Mm-hmm. yeah like you think about them more in i need to be there for them sense. so i totally get it. but i think yeah.
0: this is perfect like i'm so glad you posted yeah um, and calling me out. So she
1: could see it when she was
2: sober.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. And I think it was like the next day, because we had just decided when you were coming back to record.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And it was like the next day I was like, here's the weekend we're recording next. Do you think you can make this work? <laughs> and I can't believe I actually texted you closer to the day because it's usually like, okay, well, we'll talk closer to the day. Yeah, and then it was like literally the day Laura got here I was like oh fuck I don't have guests oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit
1: yeah I think you texted me Friday, Friday while I was at work and I like had taken my watch off so of course right when I had taken my watch off like and put it in the drawer for a few minutes was when like you texted so when I put my watch back on I was like oh shit I've gotta like, I've now. Gotta, like comment to this. Now. Yes. Yes. when do you need me
0: comment hey. now before she forgets again right oh my god so the our first live show was the first time that we really talked about your loss and your Mm -hmm. grief and just how you got to where you are so first i'll tell us a little bit about yourself tell us about jesse what you want us to know what you want the
1: world to know the world
0: the world's not listening to this (laughs) you never know you never know they could
1: the amount of people around Athens that know that (laughs) Jason was wearing his funeral story shirt and walked in somewhere and they're like oh my god do you work with them
3: oh that's so
1: cute and he's like Kind of. Technically, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was like, well, I mean, beauty, you, you know, you're like pretty much there. Yep. Yeah. Dang house, double like, daddy
0: hair. on hair hair du jour. Yeah. It was
1: like you're pretty much their like, oh, yeah. personal stylist at oh, this yeah. point.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And can put up with me. <laughs> like.
1: And you're thousands of extensions. Pleasant.
0: Yes. And not complain. <laughs> like, put my extensions in and then curl them. <laughs> and then spray me. And then when, even when it's a, done a bang up job and I'm still like just doesn't feel big enough <laughs> it's like okay hold on let me tease the shit out of it some more okay this is perfect
2: Casey, spray it now
1: you know dolly parton's coming out with her own line of wigs right
2: yes i, heard that. I did not know that i heard that i saw her podcast the podcast about her but
1: she's coming out with her yeah. own line of wigs oh and drag my queens gosh. across the world rejoiced <laughs>
0: yeah. fuck yeah i forgot about that where did i hear that
1: i don't know they've been posting it on facebook but i know that like that just screamed you
0: yeah. I'm I'm an i am going invest.
1: Right. Higher the hair closer to God.
0: There you go. Mm-hmm. Amen. I tell you what. <laughs> Amen. Bless it. Okay, sorry for interrupting you about my hair. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> so yes. Tell me more about you.
1: So let's see. Um my name is Jesse, aka kimbertronic Poo-poo. if anybody knows me by that name um Brow- I, brows are flawless thank you yes yes, yes. i uh wax brows for skin. a living mm-hmm. Yep. um at the benefit bar bar here at the ulta in athens yeah um you know if you need a hookup then come see <laughs> me um because i will get your brows done real good <laughs> yes it's true um but like uh aside from that i'm an artist. Mm-hmm. As we stated, I did the artwork for Funeral Stories. I've done the, pretty much, if you've seen any art involving drag or burlesque <laughs> on Facebook, it, chances are it might yeah. have come from me. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, let's see, 2015, I started the group The Courtesans yeah. with the night and day and my husband, Jason. And then now it's like the probably the most popular drag troupe in Athens. Yeah, yeah. Um. So that's like my mini claim to fame. I DJed <laughs> it, ran it. Yeah. For four years. Yeah. Like exactly four years <laughs> when I decided to step out. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Um,
2: How long have you and Jason been together?
1: Jason and I have been together for. Seven years. Okay.
0: Now? Wow. Wow.
1: Yep. It well, was 2012, Johnny. and I remember that because it was like, th- so how is this for um just getting together? Like we, uh, like we had met in October, mm-hmm. and we had gone on a few dates, and then like that January. So like two months later. Um he texted me and asked me how I'm doing that day. And I was like, Well, my mom just died. And he's like, Oh my God, do you need anything? And like of course, you know, we barely knew each other at the time. That's a lot for a new
2: relationship.
1: And I was like, I'm I'm good, I think. I d I don't know what I need. Mm. Um and he's just like, Well, if you need anything, just let me know. And I was like, (laughs) Well, I will, Um, but um, I don't know what I need right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I think it was the night before I was on my way home from work when my niece called me, and I was still in, like, this, like, state of shock. Yeah. Yeah. So, I really wasn't, like, processing anything.
0: So, your niece called you and told you that she would passed? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Which, for, you know, anybody who knows me, like, so... Death follows me. Oh,
3: no. mm.
1: Like, in a weird, weird, like, yearly thing, oh, no. usually. Wow. Um,
0: is, it, is it typically in, like, the same time of year type thing?
1: Not always. No. Um, I think the one year it skipped was 2012, but, like, Damn. which was the year I met my husband. Yeah. But, um, so happiness that year. But um, Let's see. Well, let me go back because, yeah. um, so my very first experience with death happened when I was four. Mm-hmm. I think it was either three or four. My cousin, like, whom I was very close to, like, she was the same age as my brother and sister. So, my brother and sister are 12 and 13 years older than me and she was the same age as my brother so she was in like same grade and everything with him they grew up together but i idolized her and my sister and like she had committed suicide oh wow Wow. and um my mom was not the type to really hide things Mm -hmm. so she told me everything that happened like um, At four? Yeah, at, oh. at the best that, like, I could understand. Like, yeah. you know, of course, we talked about it more later. But, like, um, she had, like, nobody really knows, like, the full story. But, essentially, she was with a guy or something. And, like, he, I don't remember all of it. But it involved the guy that she was dating. And then... He or he broke up with her or something, but she shot herself. Oh God! Like um and like so she
0: was she was what eighteen or
1: let's see I'm at that right, time enough, at that time she was sixteen. Oh
0: my God!
1: Sixteen or seventeen? <sighs> yeah, that's no, seventeen. She was seventeen.
0: Oh my God! my God!
1: Um, That's cause sick. like yes. she was very close to turning 18. Um, oh cause like my brother and her would have been the class of 90, I believe. And then my sister was 92 cause she was just, she was a year younger than them, but yeah. two years behind them. Um, but I remember like my mom trying to explain it to me, like, and, you know, of course, at the time, I didn't know anything about, like, depression and stuff. And, like, you know, there wasn't this widespread, like, thought pattern about depression. Because I'm pretty sure, looking back on it now, that she probably did suffer from oh, depression. Sure. Oh, yeah. And, like, a lot of other things that could have prevent helped prevent this stuff. Yeah. But nobody really talked about it back no. then. But um, I think, like, that stems a lot of my fear of guns. Yeah. Sh- oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, and, um, but like, I remember my mom always telling me like that was that right after that was when I stopped saying my prayers.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Like at night. Cause you yeah. know, before then you you say your little prayers, like, mm-hmm. you know, the, now I lay my head it's down. Habit. Now I lay yeah. my head to sleep or whatever.
0: Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. Yeah. That if I one. Die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Which yeah,
1: is very right. macabre. Yeah. yeah. But, um, me too. That
0: gives... Crazy death anxiety,
1: to dark kids. AF. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know, like when I'm you know, parents like parents in my in my mom's generation and stuff. They they taught that little like thing mm-hmm. to the kids to say at night, and I would always say it up until that point. Yeah, and my mom never questioned why she didn't force me to continue doing it. That's good. Um, because she knew that I was dealing with that stuff, yeah. and like okay. I think even at a very young age, like I started to I turn away from religion at that point because like, you know, I remember going to the funerals and like my family trying to like make the best of it by saying that, oh, you know, God's got another angel, like you know, there's all that like, you know, it was her time, like God mm-hmm. called her home. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. and I'm I remember thinking like that's that that's not right. Yeah. Like why why, yeah, like that I just don't get it like why
0: I, this way and why now and yeah, yeah I was it, like, yeah. God
1: is supposed to like be there to protect us and like everything, <laughs> why is he taking my yeah. cousin?
2: It does seem like children who experience a loss like that when they're being told the Christian principles are the ones that tend to step away from the faith because, they're at an age where they can still question it, and you know the truth the, out of the mouths of babes and the truth of children. They they're able to understand something that adults yeah. aren't getting. Yeah. At that point in time. Well, and
0: uh, when you're young, you want you want to understand. You want yeah it to make sense. And you go, this doesn't fucking make sense. Yeah.
2: <laughs> this is a child. Dumb.
1: Yeah. I yeah. mean, it really did. And like my, you know, my mom, like I said, my mom was very truthful about mm-hmm. everything. She didn't want to hide the things because she knew that I'd probably hear about it. Like my brother and sister would probably be talking about it because they were, you know, 16, I think 16 and 17 yeah. at the time. So they were, you know, they were definitely talking about it. They definitely knew what was going on. like, you know, there was this big memorial right up in the back of one of their yearbooks that we had at home. So, like, I saw it. And, you know, but, like, it was just one of those things. Like, I stopped caring so much about, like, the religious stuff at that point. Yeah. But, like you know, my mom, I remember my mom telling me, like, you know, my aunt was never really around, like, she was a single mother, but she like, just parenting wasn't her, yeah, like, thing. She always had, like, more of a wanderlust. So, my cousin <coughs> was, like, on her own or over at our house, like, more than, more often than not. Yeah. So, like, my mom's like, you know, I kind of get, like, you know, I kind of understand, like, you know, she definitely, probably, had depression. So of course when I was diagnosed with depression when I was like oh, wow. 16 or seventeen, like my mom was like, We're whatever the doctor says, yeah. we're we're doing it. Wow. Good. Um because I'm pretty sure she didn't want a repeat of what sure. happened with my mm-hmm. cousin. And um like my I remember my dad thinking it was like fake and mm. he's like it's all in your head and my mom literally looked at him and goes, Well duh. Yeah, it isn't <laughs> She goes, "Yes, you're exactly right. It is all in his head. Yeah. That's the point."
0: Yeah.
1: The like,
0: brain the brain is an organ.
3: Doctors because, you know, yeah. the
1: doctor explained depression to my mom like and what I was being diagnosed with. And cuz they also diagnosed me with like chronic depress or chronic depression and like severe anxiety problems and stuff at the same time cuz I was like going through it at school. But um like you know, the doctor she explained everything to my mom, and then my mom was trying to explain it to my dad, and my dad's just like, "Oh, that just sounds like bullshit." <laughs> and she's like, "Well, bullshit or not, you know, he's being he's taken been to care middle of. school, yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> I'd rather be, um, I'd rather be what is it, right than wrong? Like, it yeah. It? Like, I'd rather, she's, I'd rather it be bullshit and still do the,
1: yeah, shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, so then like. You know, fast forward, of course, you know, you go through a lot of like your typical deaths during like your childhood. Like, you know, a great aunt might die, like yeah. a you know, a cousin like not really like close, close family members, yeah. but you know, it most of the deaths that I remember when I was a kid were like people I didn't even know. Yeah. Like family members that I may have heard of in mm-hmm. passing. Like, you know, it's one of those, like, you go to like, family reunions and your mom's like, oh, this is your, like, second cousin and this is your, like, fourth cousin or something and this is your, like, uncle twice removed or, <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know any of these people. But it was kind of like that. And so, like, I remember, like, my great-grandfather dying when I was, like, God, I don't even remember how old, like elementary school but Mm -hmm. he had had alzheimer's for like Mm -hmm. 10 years or longer so like i there's a picture of me of him holding me when i'm a baby and that's like the only photographic evidence i have that he was ever not in a nursing home
2: Oh, okay yeah
1: like and then my great-grandmother died when i was in i think freshman in high school like That one hit hard, but... Because, like, I grew up going to her house, and, like, Mm. she was one of those people that, like, you know, little, like, southern lady who would put on her bonnet every morning and go out (laughs) and tend to her horses and cows (laughs) and ride her full-wheeler out into the pastures and stuff. But she was, like, 90-something and still doing this, but she fell (laughs) down... I think she fell going down the back back porch or something, and she Mm. broke her hip... And when she went to the hospital, like, it was, like, an immediate, like, downhill. Yeah. Like, within a week.
0: Isn't that weird? I feel like that happens a lot. Yeah. With older people.
1: My mom said that it was because she just, like, kind of lost her will.
0: Yeah. Because she couldn't get
1: out and do the things that she wanted. And, like, the doctors were saying, like, you're never going to be able to Mm. get out and do those things that you were doing every day. So my mom was just like, you know... She's. Got, that's why she passed away. Yeah. She just. She didn't want to do, or be, what she wasn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. So sad. Um. So then, like. <clears throat> see, two thousand ten, my grandpa died, and his was very weird. I don't remember. I don't even remember how he. Died. Mm. Like, I just remember, like, I was on my way to work one morning and my sister called and she's like, Grandpa died because I knew he had gone to the hospital. But and I remember, like, I was with my ex at the time and um, we were riding to work and I ran a red light because my sister, like I had it on speakerphone and my sister's like, yeah, grandpa died. And right when I was coming up to the red light and I just ran it yeah, and didn't even pay attention. And yeah. I was like, OK, well, if I get a ticket, I get a ticket, I guess. But yeah. luckily it didn't have a, clock, like a yeah. camera on it. But um, I got to work and well, actually, I tried to call out of work. And the manager This was when I was working at Best Buy In Buford The manager oh. was like Well if you don't come to work Then you know you're fired <laughs> And I was like Oh okay um, I guess I'll be there And I come into work And my immediate supervisor Runs up to me as I enter the door And she's like What the hell are you doing here? Aww. And I was like, "Well, I mean, you know, so and so, who's the manager, told me that if I didn't come in, I was fired." And she goes, "That's bullshit. Go home." Yeah, mm. like she's like, "No one should be he, like doing this when they're like anybody." Yeah, close when they have a yeah. yeah, And I was like, "Okay, um, <laughs> I'll. I guess I'll. I'll see you later." And I went home and I you know thought about it and everything and I was I had my moment but when the funeral came like my ex at the time like couldn't even could not even be bothered to go with me oh no so my best friend Jenny that's a sign right yeah well you know this was 2010 and Jason and I met in 2012 so (laughs) that gives you any timeline But, um, my best friend Jenny, who had been my friend since like middle school, she was like another adopted child of my parents, but she was like, hey, I, you know, I saw this happen, like, I'll go with you. Um, so 2010, my grandfather died. My mom was like being really weird the entire like funeral and we just, but we were just chalking it up to like, well, her dad just died. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but like, she was like, she made this like point to tell me like, you know, no matter what, I'll always remember my kids. And i always remember mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and she's like, and I want you to know I'm really proud of you. Aww. And I'm saying they're like, proud of what? I haven't done anything. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I I'm like, at this point I literally hadn't done anything. My biggest accomplishment was going from like compute, the computer department at Best Buy to the mobile phone department. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but as a
0: mother, you s- you've been surviving. Yeah. 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 And,
1: but like, um, she was just like, I just wanted you to know. And I was like, Okay. Well, yeah. thank you. And like, she. So then, you know, the funeral's over. We go back to my grandmother's house, and we you know do the typical Southern thing where you eat all the the food and everything. Mm-hmm. There were no funeral potatoes, sadly. Damn it. Mm-hmm. Um didn't Jesse know what that Jesse was the one was, <laughs> who sent me
0: the link to the funeral potatoes at walmart.com <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I remember I was like I don't know what are funeral f-? no funeral potatoes are a real thing it's not just potatoes at a funeral they're a fucking dish they're legit. I, think <laughs> yeah. I, found,
1: I think I found it when I was looking up funeral sprays but like <laughs> I guess it you know it has something to do with something I don't know but yeah. anyway like so we went back and we did all that we knew we did all that and then like I think it was because this happened in August of 2010 and I think October 2010 my you know I would have like a weekly phone call with my dad and my mom and it happened on Sunday every week because I was always off and so I'm talking to my dad my dad's like well you know your mom fell and so we had to take her to the hospital she's still in the hospital like I think she fell like back doorsteps again mm-hmm. like cause she like my great grandmother was always like we had a farm so she would go out and like you know the ba- down the back doorstep and take care of like our dogs and like the chickens cause it was a chicken farm and
0: I bet it smelled great in oh. the summer <laughs>
1: <laughs> luckily they were laying chickens oh, good. And, like so they weren't God. quite it wasn't quite as bad as like a chicken house oh, or, yeah yeah. Um, which I grew up working in, and I, those are yeah. awful. Yeah, but that's um, terrible. <laughs> Like, and we also had, like, an abnormal amount of rabbits.
0: Why is that? I grew up on a goat farm. Well, because rabbits fuck like rabbits.
1: Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I
0: just answered so my own question. We yeah.
1: had um, rabbits, and then, like, one of the last times that I went to go visit, like, before, you know, everything went downhill, like, there was also an abnormal amount of guinea pigs. <laughs> Because, mm-hmm. I, like, I know the rabbit thing started, and that was my fault. Because, like, when <laughs> wanted I wanted a rabbit, when I was little, my grandfather raised rabbits because he also raised hunting beagles, and okay, okay. so he would raise rabbits to train, train, like, mm-hmm. train the dogs. So, I wanted a rabbit, so he made me do farm work cool. to earn ten dollars, and then he sold me a rabbit for $10 because he wanted to teach me about money. And I think I was like 8 at this time. So like I got a rabbit and then my sister thought it was a great idea to get another rabbit because that rabbit needed a playmate. (laughs) So she... A fuck buddy. She she got (laughs) a a pet store rabbit And the pet store told her... Because we knew that my rabbit was a male. The pet store told her that that rabbit was a male. Mm-hmm. So she thought it was literally just going to be company. Turns out it was a female. And <laughs> then, you know, before we know it, we my mom was, like, taking care of, like, a hundred Oh, man. What if that was a
2: sick joke by the people at the pet store? <laughs> yeah, right? like, no, we're telling him it's a male. but totally...
1: Like, and then there, the, the guinea pig thing happened the same way. Like, um... <laughs> Except that one wasn't my fault. Like, my (laughs) sister-in-law and my sister each bought a guinea pig for, like, my nieces and nephews. And because they spent most of their time at my mom's, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it ended up there. One was a boy, one was a girl. (sighs) My mom didn't know this when she put them in the same cage. Oh, gosh. And then before you know it, like, I literally went into one of the storage sheds at my parents' house, and there's just, you just hear, wee,
0: wee, wee, wee. Oh, my God. You know, guinea pig noises? Yeah.
1: And my mom had built this elaborate, like, (laughs) cage situation. (laughs) Like a mansion for these Yes, (laughs) and then in the storage, in the old storage shed, and it was just like, chicken wire but like they were like runners all through the That's thing awesome. and all this other stuff and then like there's Aww. just like a hundred freaking guinea pigs and i'm like where did so, all well, these come from i don't know what to from? do with
0: myself now i don't know what to do with this so like, where did this has gotten from? out of
1: control because and the rabbit thing my sister was like trying to convince my mom that this that this was a business venture like so that she could sell all the baby bunnies at easter and my mom's like my mom looked her dead in the eye and goes you realize that rabbits don't understand it's Easter and they're going to fuck <laughs> year <more> round right <laughs> yep so like what do I do with the other 80 babies that yeah. happen oh, God. outside of Easter yeah <laughs> but you know, anyway, like, so she had gone out to take care of, like, the hundreds of guinea pigs and <laughs> rabbits and chickens and stuff, and she had fallen, and so they they took her to the hospital, and it was supposed to be something, like, very simple. Like, she didn't really, like, hurt herself too mm-hmm. bad, but she had, like, I don't know, she wasn't walking right so the doctor suggested that they she go to the local nursing home for re- rehabilitate rehabilitation and before i know it she's in the nursing home for an extended period of time mm. and then an extended period of time and then it was just like downhill and at that point like she I didn't know, because nobody was keeping me, like, really up to date. Because, you know, I lived here in Athens. Mm -hmm. They were an hour and a half away. And my sister lived across the street from them. And so, like, no, my dad was kind of like me in denial about a lot of things. But my sister wasn't keeping me updated. So they come to find out, like, she had early onset Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. And that's why she was having difficulty walking. Like... So, she was forgetting, like, how to walk. She was forgetting how to, like, move, essentially.
0: And how old was she?
1: She was, at this time, 61.
0: That is so scary. Jeez. No,
1: she was uh, 60, like, because it was so in 2010. Scary. Um, So, she was in the nursing home for a year. My dad was by himself, like, that whole time, for the first time in, like, 30 years. Oh, God. Um, And so... I think she progressively got worse and worse. And then come 2011, um, around, I think it was around like late October, around this time. Um, I, you know, got a message that my, I think a friend of my dad's had found my number and called me and told me that he was in the hospital.
0: Your dad?
1: Yes, okay. because um, we missed a, we missed mm-hmm. one of our weekly phone calls. Like, oh, wow. um, I thought it was weird, but at the same time, like I ended up having to work that day, so um, which I was normally off on Sundays. So I didn't think anything of it. I just figured, you know, maybe he got busy or something. Well, one of his friends found my number, called me, and told me he was in the hospital. And it was like he was having issues breathing and stuff mm. like that. So, they said that it was the flu. Then it progressed to pneumonia, and then it was um, they transferred him from that hospital to Landmark here in Athens, mm. which I could get to easily. Went there, found out that it was resp- he was having respiratory failure. Jeez. So, I mean, which didn't really surprise me at all because he was, like, a heavy, heavy smoker, mm. like, all of his life and heavy alcoholic and everything. So, you know, he didn't live a very clean yeah. or good life. So, you know, when um, they told me, they were like, well, you know, we're going to try, like, this procedure and this procedure. And they tried, like, the uh, tracheotomy. Yeah, mm. tracheotomy. Um, that didn't work um so they tried these other things that and you know they were like well you know we're out, we're out of options like he's pretty much like the only way he's alive right now is on life support um how quickly
0: did it progress like how much time had gone by from the first phone call to like if you had to guess like
1: it or? was about less than two weeks
0: Jesus okay. Christ wow well,
1: like um t-
0: fr- so from flu to life support and that's Wow, Wow. that's so scary.
1: Because um, everything, like, essentially progressed. Like, his time at Landmark was literally, like, about a week and a half. Um, Because that was about mid-November at that point, Mm. maybe. Because I remember, like, um, this all happening right around Thanksgiving and Black Friday. And I was still working at Best Buy at the time, so.
0: And your mom was still...
1: My mom was in the nursing okay. home, so um, she wasn't dealing with it, and like nobody really wanted to tell her. Yeah. Not that I don't think that she—I think she was too far gone to have known it all. But anyway, um, like my coworker, like my supervisors at work were like, you know, you need take some time off, like, and I was like, well, no, like it's really busy right now. I need to get, keep my mind off of it as much as I can. And I was like, now I look back on it, and I'm like, God, I was fucking stupid. I could have had Black Friday off. Oh, man. But.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you're not working on commission, then <laughs> yeah. yeah, get out of there.
1: But, no, I was like, well, no, I'll, I'll work. And, like, so I worked, and then they called me, and they were like, so, you know, he's not going to be able to live off of life support, and then they, they you know, connect you to, like, the hospitals like counselor or whatever I forget what her title was but essentially she was the one that asked you the questions about like what do you want to be done
0: so were you the power of attorney okay yeah.
1: because I I w- I'm my dad's only kid
0: gotcha Oh, okay
1: so like my brother and sister from my my mom's not previous marriage but that's a whole nother story in itself um <laughs> Previous, we're mistress situation. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> um, makes sense. So something I found out later in life. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so I since I was my dad's only kid, everything fell on me. Yeah. And of course, like you know, he's in the hospital. My dad's family, which I barely know. Like, they live in, like, Dallas, Georgia area. So mm. when I was little, we would go visit, like, my grandmother or my dad's mom, like, once a year, maybe. But, and I knew, like, my dad's oldest sister, like, my aunt, like, a little. Because when I was little, she used to come and visit every now and then. Mm. But she hadn't done that in years, and I didn't really know them very well. Well, she got my number somehow and called me and we were talking and she was telling me all this, like, interesting stuff about, like, apparently my grandfather, my dad's dad was gay. Mm. Like, Yeah. yeah, they were telling me, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, that's that's what. You know, Grandma always said, or that's what Mom always said. Like my grandmother always said it. Yeah. And um, no one ever took her seriously. They just figured she was being like bitter. Yeah. But you know, like the the proof was in the pudding. He was like, he left, he divorced her, and then moved in with a man mm. and a male roommate yeah. in like they were the his friends in yeah. like the late fifties. Yeah, 30s.
0: yeah,
3: yeah.
1: Like you know the so. I never got to know him. He passed away in, like, the 70s from, okay. like, heart attack or something like that. But, you know, she was telling me all this stuff. But anyway, so when the counselor was, like, asking me, like, what does your dad want to be done? And I was like, well, he doesn't want to be on life support. Like, my parents were always very vocal about what they wanted That's good. growing up. Mm-hmm. Because I guess because when they had me, they were, like, 36. Yeah. So, like, you know death or what to do was always like on the table and of course when you're growing up you're just like oh that's not not going to happen yeah. like yeah. you know, shut up you're being stupid yeah but you know i'm looking back on it i'm glad they were very vocal about it but You know, they used to always say, like, oh, donate my body to science, because that way that's not a burden to anybody, because back then that was free.
2: Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. And
1: now it's not. Like, I think it costs more to do that, because they, like, medical, like, schools have more bodies than they know what to do with. Um, Wow. But you know at the time that was a free option if you donated your body to science to medical schools then you know the people got to learn stuff and you did weren't stuck with funeral costs yeah and that's that was the biggest thing was my parents we weren't we were very poor so Mm -hmm. my parents were like we don't want burden to be burdened when we die So, I think they found out, like, not too long before they were going to go that that was no longer an option. So, they started talking about, like, cremation because it's the next cheapest option. Mm -hmm. So, my mom's sister stepped in and actually helped me with everything because I sure as hell couldn't afford any of it. God,
0: no. And...
1: I also didn't have anybody to, like, be yeah. there for me because, like... Had you
0: broken up with your...
1: Not at the, not at that moment, but he was just not being supportive. Yeah. Like, really, in the whole endeavor. Like, the best thing he did was give a great eulogy at my dad's funeral. Yeah. But...
2: So your dad ended up dying before your mother? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: He died um. November 28th of... Oh, my God. 2011.
0: Right at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah,
1: And I remember, like, you know, I told the counselor, I was like, well, he wants to be cremated, doesn't want to be on life support. And, of course, like, my aunt, who I had just reconnected with, like, flipped her shit on me on the phone because she wanted him to be buried and all this other stuff. And I was like, well, you're not here helping me. Yeah. You're not here paying for anything you know you're doing nothing except for talking shit and telling me I'm doing everything wrong and meanwhile my mom's sister is sitting here helping me with everything and she had connections with the like Franklin County's not their only but like one of their main funeral homes because Mm -hmm. like they were friends the family and like grew up together and everything like They knew, like, the current curator of the funeral home um, knew my aunt very well and my mom. So um, she took me and we went and talked to him about setting everything up. And he gave great discounts, didn't charge for a lot of things. And I think it was still about $3,000. And um, my aunt, my mom's sister, paid for everything. She's like, you know, she told me something about like oh you know I had a dream God told me to like help and the the best I can and I've got the money and I know you don't so I want to help and I was like well thank you and my sister I found out later took it upon herself to pay my aunt back even though that wasn't part of the deal but my sister's just always been one of those people that's like don't want to you know be in debt to anybody and um (laughs) But I I essentially told my dad's sister to fuck all the way off. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Like, because she wasn't there doing or helping anything. But I did get to talk to my dad before they pulled the plug. Oh, wow. Mm. Um, Because, like, they... Because he was, like, fully conscious of everything. Like, so my aunt and I went in and we talked, you know, we were to see him. And um, they were like, well, we can take the, the tube out and he can actually talk. Wow. It's not going to be like, you know, he's not going to be able to talk very well. But, you know, he'll be able to say some things. And I was like, please. And so we we had a conversation and he, t- you know, he told me like, you know, I know I haven't always been, like, the best dad, Mm -hmm. which he definitely wasn't throughout my childhood, you know, abusive, alcoholic, that kind of situation. But he's like, I just really want you to know that I'm very proud of you and how you've turned out. And he's like, and don't, you know, don't let anyone ever give you shit for being gay. And because, you know, he's like, it... Apparently runs in the family. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was making a joke about it yeah. because my entire childhood he denied the the possibility of oh, his okay. dad being gay.
0: Oh, gotcha. Um,
2: but yeah.
1: when I came out, he started saying, you know, started telling me, well, you know, my my mom always said my dad was, yeah, like so he started accepting it a little more. Yeah, and um. But you know he thanked my aunt for all of her help and like told her to told her her and me to make sure that we take care of my mom because yeah. I think he knew yeah and um then, you know I talked to the counselor one more time and she's like okay well we can pull you know we can quote unquote pull the plug like now and you know he may go immediately he may go an hour from now he may go six hours from now you yeah. never know yeah. this was about like two o'clock in the afternoon i think when we were talking to the, about all this so she's like um i wouldn't suggest like you know sticking around since you know it could be tomorrow yeah. or something so she's like just go home get some rest and i'll give you a call like we'll we'll call you When it happens, yeah, and I was like, okay, and so I went home, and I think I got a call at like eleven thirty that night that he had finally wow passed. So he he stuck around for a a while off of life support, but he you know he passed, and then they immediately transported him to the like the funeral home and did the cremation and everything. But like the the owner, like you know. We'll put a nice casket out there yeah. as like a symbol, yeah. And um like they really did it up because like they asked, "Do you want like to do a viewing or anything beforehand?" Yeah. And I was like, "No," because I think viewings are ma- very macabre, and mm. I just I, I've always hated viewings. Mm-hmm. I think that they're just mm.
3: we
0: yeah we we we've said several times. You, it's interesting how many different people. Need to see the body for closure, and then it's like the like my mom is. Do not, I do not want to see it. Like, yeah, my mom's that way. I am like, it kind of helps me. So it's my just, mom
1: shielded yeah. me from it my entire childhood. Yeah, like if ever a family member was in the hospital and they were not going to make it, she wouldn't even let me go see them. Yeah, like you. because she was like, you should remember them the way that they were, not mm-hmm. the way they are, and that. In turn made it very 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 difficult to deal With my dad and my mom Passing because It was like You have this obligation you feel Like you should go do it but your Entire life you've been told don't Go do that (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like I That caused a lot of rift between My sister and I with my mom because She was constantly like why don't You come see mom like why aren't you Here seeing mama like You know, and I'm like, well, you know, I kept making excuses. I'm like, well, I'm an hour and a half away. Like, it's not like you that lives, like, four minutes down the street from the Mm -hmm. nursing home. Like, you know, and at the time I didn't have a car either. So it's kind of like going to have to borrow a car to go. So, but like, in reality, I look back on it and I was like, it was literally just because the main thing was because mom always taught taught, me not to do that. Like, to not... And I knew that she wouldn't want me to remember her the way that she was. In that bed. And, but, like, dad died in November of 2011. And then 2012, I had a free year. (laughs) Met my husband. Then January 2018, or not 2018, 2013, mom passed away. Wow. So, she was, like, I had gone about three times... While she was in the nursing home to mm-hmm. see her. And it was very weird because my mom was like not a girly girl. She was like very much like a country bumpkin. Yeah. Like, very like working on the farm kind of thing like i think i might have seen her file her nails like once
0: (laughs) she didn't need to she was filing it on the farm
2: right
1: and she owned like one lipstick and it was her church lipstick (laughs) so sunday lipstick yeah she was not a makeup person (laughs) like but like you know the last couple times i went to see her in the nursing home like You know, my cousin, uh, who had gone to school for cosmetology, had come and done her hair. And it was like, I was like, okay, my mom's got highlights. That's weird. (laughs) Um, And, like, somebody had done her nails. And she had, like, these, like, long nails. Like, not, like, super long. But they were, like...
0: The longest you've seen. They (laughs) were, like,
1: almond tips. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, nothing, like... Fancy or anything but I was just like okay and they're bejeweled she wasn't Cardi B but they were they they had jewels on them they wanted like she had her accent accent nail she had her accent nail with jewels on it and I'm like who in the hell did this and I'm just looking at her hands and I'm like um
0: okay okay I was like
1: it's a good job and like I think my niece had said like my cousin had done that too (laughs) and I was like um this is very weird. Like,
3: <laughs> Slipped into was some like, alternate universe.
1: I was like, who who replaced my mother with a hooker? Because <laughs> like, to her, that would yeah. have probably yeah. been the equivalent. Yeah.
2: Like over the top. Because yeah. like,
1: had she like been in her right mind... It would have never happened. She would have been like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and she wouldn't have sat still long enough for any of that to happen. But... You know, it was, it was kind of funny in a way, like, and I think that she would have gotten a kick out of it um, to see it. Mm-hmm. But she, but um, I was driving home from work. Like, I think I had closed at Best Buy w- that night and I was driving home. It was like 10 o'clock at night and I got uh, the call from my niece and she's like, you know, mom passed away. Mm. And I was just like, what? Yeah. And she's like me and mom passed away and I was like oh okay I'll talk to you later and just got off the phone and she's she's crying and yeah. I'm just like I couldn't even be on the phone and I just kind of walked in the house and like you know my my ex at the time was still a roommate and like we had other roommates, too. And they're just all, like, looking at me. And they're just like, are you okay? And I was like, I am i don't know. Yeah. And I think it was, uh, like, I... Everything was very business as usual for me. I went to work. Um, we went to the funeral. I They drew this picture that... Um, because, like, um, so for years... When I was, like, I think in fifth grade, I drew a picture of an angel for my mom. And my Mm -hmm. mom framed it and put it on the wall. And I had kept telling her for years that I was going to draw her a new one, a better one. And I kept putting it off because you think you have all this time. And so when she passed i immediately like was like i i need to do this Aww. so i sat down and i drew her this angel and it was the angel was you know wearing yellow which was my mom's favorite color and um like i posted it on facebook and my aunt had taken it and she had framed it and did you
0: know that you, sh- your aunt was going to frame it
1: i didn't Aww. because it was it was kind of funny because she had commented on it and talked about how much she loved it and so i had gone and framed a, a copy for her oh. and <laughs> so then sweet. at the funeral she comes up with she comes up with one for me i <laughs> gave her one and so, so, sweet. <laughs> so we exchanged angels <laughs> angels but um of course like mine's just in a frame and she like did the full nine yards like went to michael's and had, <laughs> had it, it like matted. custom <laughs> had the mat had the matting on it and like looked like a work of art and i'm like <laughs> i was you like
3: you're tree. like
2: do
0: you want to keep this one <laughs>
1: but like,
0: oh okay thank you yeah. me <laughs> oh,
3: that's so you sweet. know we
1: put it up we put you know we put the pretty one the <laughs> one that was on mat, matted up on the like podium and everything and um like I was like my sister was like I didn't even realize that mom's favorite color was yellow and I was oh, like wow. I was like well you know she was kind of my best friend yeah. Yeah. Like, for a very long time like yeah her favorite color was yellow she favorite flower was yellow rose like she loved yellow roses and like the and like so you know did this and like i got through the funeral like i don't think i really cried much at all like everybody was looking at me like i'm some kind of freak because same thing with my dad like i didn't cry at all Mm -hmm. like and everybody was everybody's just like so judgmental at funerals yeah they look at you like why the hell are you not like sobbing and stuff And but if you
2: are losing your shit they're like get it together a little bit you're making everybody uncomfortable i'm just
1: like well, (laughs) i don't know i don't i still haven't even processed everything like but i think it was about a week later like oh it was like a week later i was listening to dolly parton because (laughs) i love dolly and my mom instilled that love of dolly into (laughs) me but um i don't know if you've ever heard her song uh an eagle when she flies yeah like i was listening to that song and i freaking lost it
0: just you by yourself like in
1: yeah yeah oh Because I was listening to it on Spotify and um, because I have a Dolly playlist. (laughs) Yeah. And I listen to it a lot when I draw. But Eagle When She Flies came on and I wasn't even thinking about it. I'm singing along to it and I'm like, oh, my God, this is like my mom and you know cuz the whole song is about like you know no matter like what hardships you're face like she's facing she's an eagle when she flies you know she may seem like a sparrow and like timid and everything but you know ultimately she is the eagle mm-hmm. and i was just like i mean it, you watch the video for it and it's an it is an ode to mothers and strong women so i just i fucking lost it like <laughs> I was just, like, hysterically crying for, like, 40 minutes straight.
0: Oh, good. I mean, good, Not you know.
1: And, like... Cathartic. Yeah. And I still can't... Yeah. As much as I love that song, I can't listen to it without crying a little.
0: Yeah. Do you ever like, need a good cry. Listen to it on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I do. And it's also, like, really weird because it's, like, whenever I watch, like, a show or something where there's, like, this very sentimental moment between, Mm -hmm. like, a mother or something, like, and a kid, like, I will get emotional. Like, Mm -hmm. my favorite TV show ever is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. (laughs) So, there's an episode, like, um, I will occasionally rewatch the series, like, marathon it. And in season five, Buffy's mother dies. And I love this show because me and my mother used to watch it together. Aww. And, like, every, every freaking, like, time and night it came on. Like, we were sitting there watching it together, like, during the 90s and early 2000s. And, like I said, in season five, her mother has been going through cancer, like, treatments. And they think that they found it. And they think they got it and everything. And, like, she's doing better. And then Buffy comes home. And the episode's called The Body. Mm and if you ever want to see like possibly what i consider like the best acting watch that episode but um buffy comes home and the cinematography is just like this very real feeling and buffy's like you know as she's coming in the door she's like hey mom like you know blah 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 and like She's, you know, mom, like, where are you? Like, because, you know, her mom's not answering. And then she, the camera kind of pans behind Buffy a little bit. And you see Joyce on the couch. Mm -hmm. And Buffy turns and looks. And she is very obviously not alive. And Buffy just runs over and is trying to get her to wake up. And, like, she can't and she doesn't. And she calls the police, like, the 911, and like they come, and you know she apparently had a brain aneurysm ah, that you know was some. It was a side effect of getting rid of the brain cancer. I got to watch Buffy, <laughs> and I ha, again forty minutes of just nonstop mm-hmm. tears because you know I've seen this episode so many times, yeah. but it's like after losing my mom, I'm just like. Mm-hmm. Fuck! I can't do this. The
0: you yeah. before saw it differently than the you after. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: and you start realizing just how much, act, how good of acting and how good of an actress Sarah Michelle Gellar was. Yeah, um, and I think they said that said something like later that like um, to everyone else it was a surprise. The only people that knew about it was the actress who played Joyce and Buffy. Mm. And there's, like, this this moment where Anya, one of the characters, who was a former de- vengeance demon, she, like, doesn't understand human emotions that well. And she's, like, trying to comprehend what's going on. And she's, like, you know, it's unfair. She's, like, you know... Joyce is here and she then she's not and she's like and then Xander's crying but he won't tell me why and I don't understand and she's like and she's like and I'm just looking at things and I'm like thinking about like having you know fruit punch but then I think about well Joyce will never have fruit punch again Mm -hmm. and she's like and I just think it's so freaking unfair and like why does this happen and like you know why does why you know why would God let this happen and it's like This, such a, such a freaking powerful episode. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I saw it in such a different light after that. And so it was just, like, utterly cathartic in a way mm -hmm. to watch that. And then, you know, you think you're, like, you think you've hit your point. Because, (laughs) like, I think this was, like, this was 2013. So I was... How old was I? What's math?
0: <laughs> Wait, ha- 2013? Yeah. We were, because we're the same age, right?
1: I'm 33, you're 30. 30- okay. When's your birthday, 30- though? June 29th. Okay, you just turned 32? Yeah. I just turned 33. Okay. So.
0: I'm trying to think. 2013, I was, I'm not good at math either.
1: 20.
0: 20- Wait, okay. How, how many, many years ago was six, that? Was five so years ago? 20- six years ago?
3: Six.
1: 20? I was 27. Yeah. No, I would have been 27 that year. Okay. Because it hadn't happened yet. So, okay. 26. Your September 5th. Okay. Okay. So, I was like 26. And, you know, both parents are gone at this point. So, you know, and everybody around me is just like, oh my God, to lose parents so young. Like, how are you dealing with it? And I was like, well, I'm not. Yep. Yeah. And, um... But, like, then you know, I think 2014, um, one of my really good friends passed away. Like, she had had surgery for something, I want to say that she had had surgery for an ovarian cyst, and then she they thought she was doing good, and then all of a sudden, I hear that she's passed away. Oh my god. And like, I contacted her husband immediately, and I was like, "What happened?" I was like, "I know you're probably getting this from like yeah. 50 billion people, but like, I need to know what happened to Tangela." And he's like, "It infection. Like, there was wow. She it like
0: ruptured, and then they couldn't. Yeah,
1: like they they oh, removed it. Like they removed the cyst, but something caused and inf- like an infection." After the fact oh, And then it so got scary. into her bloodstream yes. And then it was just like I wonder if it was like gone. a
0: staff thing That like gets into your blood yeah. Or something?" Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah,
1: And then she was just gone And I was like oh, What God. in the hell She was like 30 at the time <coughs> 32 That's terrifying mm-hmm. And then I mean that's why I'm like so Whenever like a co-worker Or something tells me that they've got like Assist on their uh-huh. ovary or something. I'm like, get it checked out. Yeah, yeah. And like, I found recently found out because a coworker had one the size of a freaking <gasps> grapefruit on her, in her, and like, her doctor was like pussyfooting around about like getting it removed. And I'm like, no, tell them to remove it because yeah. she's going through like all this pain and stuff. Jeez. Yeah. And I'm just like, why are they taking so long? And she's like, well, because like the insurance company like they won't pay for it if i go to the emergency room like the insurance company has to find their way of dealing with it so that they'll pay for it so she was like dealing with this for like i think two months
0: insurance is killing us yes before
1: before she could even get it done and it finally what kicked it into gear was she went to the doctor and she's like i can barely move yeah And they did another x-ray, and it was still, like, the size of a freaking grapefruit. And, like, they were like, we need to push this along quicker. But, you know, she finally got it out, luckily, and she's feeling so much better. But, you know, but, yeah, my friend Tangela died that way. And then 2014, um... 14, I think, was my friend Renee had moved, she was had worked with me at a call center. Worst job of my life.
0: Everyone says
3: Jeez.
1: that. <laughs> yeah. It was Telenet.
0: Oh, Seth and worked there. When was this?
1: Um I worked there in two thousand fourteen and 14, fifteen. Okay. I or think, no, thirteen, fourteen I think. I think he was
0: like two thousand eleven. But it's it was yeah, most, he fucking hated every day he woke up and went to work. Yeah,
1: but God, and he would work
0: overtime.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, like they paid good. Yeah, and but you mean you didn't get benefits until you were working there six months. Yeah, and and they you know, will, like watch you
0: like a hot. Yeah,
1: they do. They monitor your screens to make sure that you are like doing what you're supposed to you do. You can't even like chat calls. on their little
0: to another. It <laughs> sounds terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, sorry,
1: but. You I know, I had met this girl there named Renee, who's like the funniest person in the world. <laughs> like, I used to go over and hang out with her, and you know, we'd yeah, <laughs> and um, hang out with her kids and everything. Well, she, her, and her husband weren't having like a great relationship. So when she finally decided to like divorce him, she decided to move back home to Orlando with her mom. Okay, and I tried to talk her out of it because I was like, I have this bad, I have a bad feeling oh, about wow. this. I was like you I really should stay here like I you know I don't I can't really say why I don't know why but just don't go but she didn't have really any other choice so she went and I think she was there not very long at all and then she was because her kid's dad lived there and she was in a car with her baby's daddy and um, they were just minding their own business. They were having a conversation about like child support or something, and they were both killed in a drive-by. Yeah. Just. Yeah, I woke up, I woke up the next morning to um someone posting. Some mutual friend of ours on Facebook posted an article, and um. It was like from the Orlando newspaper, and the Orlando was, Sentinel. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, I was like, "This can't be real." And um, was it gang
0: related? Or not? they never found out. Oh wow! They
1: never even found out who did it. Like, oh um, my god! But you know, they just they shot up the whole freaking car and got them both. Because they weren't expecting anything, no. and you know she had no ties with the gang, and he, as far as they knew, like he didn't either. That's why, yeah,
0: that's so scary.
1: Cause and it's just random. it could have been a mistaken ax- a yeah. mistaken identity thing. They like, thought that looks it was like someone somebody else. else's car. So they, yeah. those
0: kids lost both parents.
1: Yeah. Oh my god. And so, of course, like. I knew, happened to know the most information. So I had to deliver the news to our other mutual friends. And I was just like, we were all just like so heartbroken because I was like, the you know, I kept thinking to myself, this is what I was, this is why I was feeling like, yeah. don't move. And I couldn't articulate it because, you know, you don't really, you can't really explain those feelings. You can't
0: explain intuition.
1: And Yeah. yeah. But I was like, But I should have been more persistent. That's mm-hmm. all I kept thinking, like you should have been more persistent. you should have like you know been like, Don't do it, it's not a good idea, but you know, like she she was going either it. way, yeah, and uh, like I still don't like I like I know her mom took her kids in, but um, like then there was that, so it was like. You know, medical accidents and then murder. Mm -hmm. And then, like, most recently, like, lost. So this is, like, the big deal with retail. So when you have, like, a situation where there's, like, a group, a cluster of, like, problems. Like, retail starts thinking you're lying about it. Mm. And so, like... A few months ago. It, was like, it started in August. Like I had a stomach flu one weekend. And I had to call out. And I had to call out on a Saturday, I think. And so, you know, and I'm usually off Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So, you know, I had the time to get better. Mm. So, went back to work Wednesday. You know, I'm fine. When, Wednesday was a great day at work. Got off work um went home went to sleep woke up the next morning to um facebook messages that my one of my best friends from like it's been my one of my friends for 15 years so is like somebody that took me in when i didn't have when it was either go back home to my parents or yeah. have nowhere else to go like stranded after a fucked relationship and he took me in, and we were, we've were we been, be- like, really good friends ever since, but we had, like, lost yeah. touch recently. Well, um, like, you know, woke up to messages that he was dead. And didn't know why, didn't know how, didn't know any of that stuff. All I knew was that I'd woken up to go- get ready to go to work. And I immediately called work and i was like so i can't come in and they're like why you don't have any more sick time and i was like i just found out that my best like one of my best friends is dead yeah and you know the manager was like okay that's yeah. fine like you know take you know take your time like because i was talking to the store manager and she's very understanding and so she was like you know take your time like it's fine and then, you know, so I stayed home and, you know, Jason called out, stayed home with me. So I didn't have to be al- be alone. And so, you know, we kind of we just tried to deal with it because Jason got to meet him a couple of times. But um, I went to work the next day. I think I found out. I found out that night because I had to, I messaged like 30 people trying to figure out what happened. And... Surprisingly enough, the person that had the information was my ex, oh. who was a mutual friend, and he texted. He had texted me. I didn't even have his number anymore, but he texted me and he's like, "I don't know if this is Jesse. Is still your number, Jesse? But you know, I don't know if you heard about Daniel." And I was like, "You know, who is this? That I don't recognize the number." And he's like, "It's Rizzo." And I was like, "Okay." Um, I was like, I have heard... I did hear about Daniel, but nobody seems to be able to tell me what happened. And my worst fear, of course, was depression, Mm -hmm. suicide, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Because I've known Daniel for so long, and we suffered from so many of the same, Mm. like, depression and anxiety problems and stuff, and, like, thoughts of suicide, that I was... That was my immediate reaction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I kept hoping that it was, like, something something stupid, like yeah. a heart attack or something. Yeah. Because, you know, he, he was a bigger guy. So I was, like, you know, hopeful. I was, like, not that I hope yeah. that that, they you know, that that's... Heart attack. Yeah, but when yeah. someone,
2: you're just trying to glean whatever you, small
1: morsel from, yeah. Yeah, I was just kind of, like, let it be something that was completely unpreventable or, mm-hmm. you know... Um, but my ex was like, it it was suicide, Ugh. and he hung himself, <gasps> oh, and, God. um, like, apparently he had, you know, he had been living in Virginia, like, that's what I knew, and then he had come back down to Georgia, because his parents weren't doing so well in health, and I didn't realize, but he had come back to be their caretakers, because mm-hmm. his brother and sister weren't doing it, so he moved back down to do that. And his family just weren't wasn't the best family. Like they weren't the most supportive, they weren't the most understanding. Like I think his parents really like genuinely loved him but just didn't understand him and mm-hmm. his sister did but his brother was a complete ass. Mm. So found out like his brother was just just been on his case constantly about like supposedly mooching off of his parents and like <sighs> all this other stuff and like how he needed to get a job and i'm like caretaking is, is yes. a job a job it's a hundred percent a hundred percent of your time sort of job like yeah. I mean, both of his parents were like we used to joke that his parents were around during the dinosaur times <laughs> like um you know like so they they were not young and like his mother had recently been like stuck in a wheelchair like she couldn't move from the wheelchair so they needed a caretaker because it was that or a nursing home and so Daniel's like well I'm not putting him in the nursing home I'm going to move home and he left a very good job as a chef in Virginia to move home to take care of his parents and his brother was like calling him a mooch and all this stuff and so he was dealing with a lot of crap with that and apparently he had just gotten a job at a bakery, ironically, (laughs) right next to the funeral home where his funeral was. Wow. Um, But it was like, apparently he had blocked the door, like, so his parents couldn't get in because, you know, they were, like, ancient. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but they knew something wasn't right because they hadn't seen him in hours and a friend of his had come over and this was a friend that he had met in virginia who got a job a better job offer in atlanta and was like living with them and paying rent and helping with the parents and stuff so he came home from work and like went around to the side of the house and like broke into the window and that he found the body and you know we but like found all this out Went to work the next day and I talked to my store manager because I think this is the first time I'd actually gotten to sit down with her and tell her what I ha- what happened mm-hmm. so I was like you know I probably shouldn't be here today because I'm still not in the right mind but you know here I am and she goes well maybe you'll be busy and maybe like that'll be help you get your mind off of it and I was like maybe and I had one person on the book that day did that one person walked around the store for three hours with nothing to do. And I went up to her and I was like, I, I can't do this. Like, I was like, if it was busier, maybe, but like, it's not, I don't have anything to do. I'd rather at least go home where I can give myself something to yeah. do. And she's like, that's completely understandable. Like just talk to your, your coworker about it. And, um, like my immediate coworker at the brow bar. And, you know you'll be you know and let her know that you're going home and i did and you know i got chastised for it and told that like i keep coming up with all these excuses to not be at work and like that people are gonna start like start not believing me and well that's their problem all this (sighs) other like stuff and then like You know told that I need to get therapy because like you know I could end up the same way oh god and I'm just like things not to say I was like you know things that possibly need to be said but probably shouldn't be said right now Mm -hmm. and I was like I finally was just like okay you know opinion noted but I'm going home yeah see you later and I went home and I had already told like my manager that the funeral was the next day so i needed saturday off and she's like that's fine so went to the funeral and let me tell you that was the worst funeral i've ever been to in my life. Oh, really the like there was about five of us um that were actually friends of his oh. in the back and it was like my ex and one of our mutual friends, who used to come over all the time when we were all roommates, and then it was me and Jason and a friend that I had met through Daniel, Michael. We were the only friends. Other than that, it was, like, all these, like, strangers or, like, extended family and stuff. And we're all in the back, and, you know, we're just listening to this bullshit. (laughs) Like, and it's this preacher who literally didn't know Daniel. And he only knew the parent, like Daniel's parents, because he was the preacher at their church. Yeah. And let me tell you, he mentioned Daniel three times. In this whole 45-minute, like, funeral, he mentioned the deceased three times. Jeez. And it was in... Almost jokingly, con- joking context like Daniel loved to cook. Uh, you know, if there's any videos of that, I bet my wife would love to see that. Like, oh. and you what? know, like the rest of it was like just bullshit about the about Daniel's like siblings and oh, stuff. God. And I'm like, this isn't about Daniel at all. But then I kept thinking to myself, okay, well, usually at these funerals, there's you know the preacher who's spouting nonsense and then someone gets up and talks about the person mm-hmm. the, the eulogy mm-hmm. there was no eulogy nobody naughty not, not his family not like i mean they didn't contact any of uh any of his friends to talk on his behalf Jeez. nobody God, talked about him and we you know when we left we we the five of us were out front and we were talking about what a shit show that was and how like karma really needed to get like his entire family for that because that wasn't right Mm. and like i mean there were some wounds that were healed like my ex and i managed to like build a bridge Mm -hmm. through this like these troubled waters yeah Mm -hmm. Um, but it was just kind of like, that was, I was so mad. Yeah. But, you know, then it got, got all, like, got home from that, cooled down a little bit, vented on Facebook about, (laughs) like, the proper way to do a freaking funeral. (laughs) And I, you know, jokingly told Jason, I was like, I was like, when I die, there better not be no goddamn preacher (laughs) at my... funeral i was like i if there is a preacher from some church <laughs> that at my funeral that i know damn well they don't know me mm-hmm. yeah and i was like and i will come back to haunt all y'all <laughs> like including the preacher yeah. yes and i was like i want everybody there to get up and say something yeah i was like i don't care if they hate me or they hated me in this <laughs> point I was like, I want them to get up and t- and just let it, it go. <laughs> let it be. Let it like, Because like, be at like, least if they
2: hated you, their feelings were real. Yeah. Do you know what, I, what <laughs> I'm be like,
1: I fucking hated this bitch. This bitch right here. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Borrowed I'm in my a pin of me <laughs> from me.
0: Philly <laughs> Porter in Pose. Yes. Philly Porter. It, not, mm-hmm. uh, in Pose at what's, God, what's her name's funeral. When the. Oh, God. She was like Candy candy's funeral everyone could not stand her and it was kind of it was like the perfect funeral scene because it's kind of what you're saying like you get up there and you say like she was a fucking crazy bitch you know yeah the other but you know i was like she was a part of our community and i was like i don't care
1: if somebody gets out there and says that this person that i was a complete and utter bitch to them and like they hated my guts i want people to say to i want To i want my spirit or whatever to hear that i mattered yeah like i don't want this stupid bullshit where there's a preacher there talking about something that didn't matter because someone thinks that a preacher needs to be there yeah
2: yeah because that's like yeah
1: the funerals the funerals are for the people who are still there yeah correct they're not for the dead yeah like you know i'm i'm guarantee if i'm in a casket or in a vase i'm not caring (laughs) like what you know i'm not caring what's going on yeah it but i don't want people sitting there like oh like this you know who who are we here for yeah (laughs) whose funeral yeah who's this this
0: guy again because that would be yeah And so
1: inappropriate so you know I you know I told him that and I was like oh and I want you know this song played at my funeral and he's like this is very macabre can we not talk about this and I was like no we will will (laughs) talk about this this. I was like don't
0: make me make Casey call you
1: (laughs) I was like people will get up there and they will talk about me and they will talk shit about me or they will talk good things about me I don't care and I was like and um that one celtic woman song will play <laughs> like because i listen to it on repeat all the time i can't remember the <laughs> freaking name of it right now but um and he's just like okay that's i was like i don't know what i want to do and i was like well when you figure it out let me know yeah um but you know got home went to work wednesday again worked all day wednesday then well, I actually worked most of the day Wednesday because about like 3 p.m. on Wednesday because I worked 10 to 6 on Wednesdays. Around 3 or 4 p.m., I get a text from my cousin who lives in L.A., Burbank, and um, whose husband works on the Steven Universe show, by the way. <laughs> but, um, and he's like, um, so my mom just died. And I was like, wait, what? And, like, given my cousin is, like, the worst when it comes to, like, staying in contact and texting and stuff. So, like, we weren't even really sure if we still had each other's (laughs) numbers. Like, has it been that long? And, you know, he's like, yeah, she passed away. And, like, I was like, what happened? And, like, you know, he's like, we really don't know yet. Like, you know, we're waiting for the autopsy. And then, like, Mm. you know, um, I was like, okay. Uh, And, you know, I told told the managers, I was like, I'm leaving a little early today. I just found out that a family member died. They're like, okay. (laughs) Left. um, I actually, you know, I went to work on Thursday. Um, and I talked to my store manager again, and I was like, You remember last week when I said thank you for so much for like understanding when all this random shit comes up in my life? And she goes, Yes. And she goes, What happened? <laughs> and I was like, Someone else died. And she goes, Oh my God, who died? <laughs> And I told her the story and I was like, I promise I'm not making up dead people. <laughs> like, and she's like, I would really hope you weren't. You yeah. wouldn't be making up dead people because we might have to have another kind of talk.
2: Yeah. yeah. But,
1: um, she's, I was like, I, she's like, when's the funeral? And I was like, I really don't know right now. I'm just kind of waiting. <laughs> but I wanted to let you know because it, it could be Friday. It could be tomorrow. It could be Saturday again. Cause a lot, like last week when I found out on Wednesday or thursday the, it was saturday and like i was like it, it could be sunday and we might not have to worry about anything because i'm already off that day and she goes well just you know let me know keep me updated and come to find out like it was on a su- on sunday the viewing was saturday uh, yeah but don't i was, you don't like viewing yeah, <laughs> yeah i was like but i told her like when i found out i was like i don't and she's like well do you need saturday off to go to the viewing and i was like hell no <laughs> and she's like okay. And I was <laughs> like, I don't like viewings. I think they're macabre. I was like, I think they're disgusting. I don't want to do it. No offense to anybody who
2: yeah. likes that. Every, you're allowed your feelings. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Um. But I so I went, you know, went to the funeral and I saw my, like, got to see my cousin and everything. And, like, we were talking and, like, cousins still didn't know what happened. Like, we knew that she had had vocal cord cancer. Wow like six months prior and like had to have her vocal cords removed Mm. and um but she was doing fine after like the only thing that she was really having a problem with was she was having to learn to talk through the voice box Mm. and that was proving to be a little more difficult than she thought it was going to be so she was just writing everything down yeah but um you know there hadn't been any complications like anything every every time she went for her Routine checkups to make sure that everything was fine. No, you know, it hadn't returned. Like, she was doing good. And then my cousin's dad just found her, like, one morning, like, unresponsive, and she had passed away in her sleep. And I was just like, what the hell? Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, and I say my cousin's mom or my cousin's dad instead of like my aunt and uncle because it's what, like, they're, my cousin is my fourth cousin. Okay. But we grew up together. Yeah. So okay, gotcha. his mom is technically my cousin too. But yeah. it just seems weird because, like, you know, you, we grew up together. So it was kind of like another mom. Right. So. But, um, you know, we w- went on aid afterward and, like, his dad just wasn't doing very well. And, you know, and then, of course, like... I get home and, you know, that was actually a decent funeral. Good. (laughs) There was a eulogy. Good. (laughs) Um, The preacher who talked knew them.
3: That's always good.
1: And only had one minor moment where he went into a Trump stance. Oh. Which my cousin and I were talking about. Like, uh, he's like, you know, there was like the one time that I could have done without that. But at least it only lasted about five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And he could read the room because <laughs> <it>, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't mention Trump at any point. He just said the current affairs of America, okay. and um, mm-hmm. like talking about like you know that he was essentially talking about how like America needs to return to a more godly place or whatever. And mm. so we were just like, oh God. And I mean,
0: I agree. We should return to a more godly place, and that is not with our current administration. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what that's what I, mean, I would have said. I'd be like, "Excuse me, sir. Is this class? Right? This is this how this works? My I hand mean, is I th- raised. I disagree with this rhetoric. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I disagree. Yes. We need to return to a more Obama place.
3: Boom, <laughs> boom. Can we have it back?
1: Um, like, but overall, wasn't that bad. At least you know, at least it wasn't the shit show that I had saw the week before. Yeah. Um. So then you know, get home and. The funny part was that the family friend who ran who runs the funeral home was there Ooh. running all of this because, you know, family. And I went up to him and I was like, well, you know, hey there. And like, you know, he's like asking me if I'd seen my grandma and everything. And I was like, not, you know, recently. And he's like, well, you should go see her, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, being typical older family friend... But um, you know, got home after all of that. Don't and tell then me there's another one. There's not, thank God. Okay. <laughs> <Gosh>. But <sighs> I ended up with the flu.
0: Oh God. <laughs> oh God. And that got that's a little triggering.
1: Like, considering, yeah. So <sighs> I um, I was supposed to work. So I think it was like literally the next day. Um. Oh my no! This was the week. This was the week after. So, we had one whole good week. Jesus. (laughs) And then um, Saturday, like the Saturday night, Saturday's my Friday, Mm -hmm. usually. Like, um, Saturday night, I'm I'm supposed to work until 8.30. I wasn't feeling well. I was feeling really dizzy all day. And around 7, 7, 7 7.30, I threw up. So I went to the manager and I was like, okay, I've been here all day not feeling well, but throwing up is kind of like my, that's my <laughs> breaking point. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. like, I'm going to go home. It's just an hour early. Like, everything's already done. And, you know, she's like, okay. Yeah. You know, if you're not feeling well, like, you know, I can't stop you. Yeah. yeah. Like, so went home and the next day I'm sitting there like, I still didn't know like I thought I was just having like, cause the all day it was sort of like, it felt like medication situations. Mm-hmm. Cause when I miss a medic, oh, gotcha. like miss some of my medications, like I start feeling like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like pretty sure that I didn't miss any. So, but, so, but I was still writing it off as that. And then I'm sitting there on the couch like Sunday and I get text from my coworker, my immediate coworker telling me that I'm no longer allowed to be sick.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. Great. Awesome. And I love this idea. Right.
1: (laughs) And that I'm no longer allowed to be sick and that everybody at work is so tired of my bullshit because like, it's just one excuse to get out of work after another. Okay, And like that a grown 33 year old man should not be like unable to work a fit, like a full 15 hours in a week. And like, she's just laying into me and I'm just like, (sighs) I was like, good to know. I was like, I'm really happy you told me I'm not allowed to be sick. Like, that made everything so much better. Yeah, thanks yeah. And, for your support. And like, and the sad part is this is somebody that I considered to be a really good friend mm. until recently. And, you know, it just kind of dawned on me, like, Jason's like, sitting there reading all this. And he's like, this is an HR problem. yeah. Like, and I was supposed to cover, I was covering her shift for her on Monday because she had requested it off so that she, cause it was her and her husband's like, um, wedding anniversary. And so I talked to the managers the week before and I was like, Hey, Gia's is off that day. I was like, I'll come in. And work that shift. And I'll just be off like on Friday or something. Since there's usually two of us here. And we don't don't need to. That way the brow bar is covered. The Mm -hmm. whole week. And they were like okay. And I was like you know. This should prove that I actually do care about my job. Yeah yeah. Well you know and I pointed that out to her in the text. I was like I'm covering your shift tomorrow. Yeah. So that like there's somebody at the brow bar like. How is. How do I not care about my job. And then um you know she's like why i I told you i appreciated that but it's this is still getting ridiculous well i went in that morning like i couldn't really sleep at all sunday night because i was running a fever and like and you know you can't really sleep when you have a fever so i think i got like a total of two hours worth of sleep and i went in at I was supposed to be there at 10. I think I got there at, like, 9-ish because I looked at the schedule on my phone and the store manager was there. So I went in and I was, like, before I even went on the floor, I went in the office and I talked to her and I was, like, I showed her the text messages and I was, like, Mm. this is an HR problem. And I was, like, and I'm not afraid to report because I'm tired of being treated like this. I was, like... Yeah. I am here, and she's like, "What's wrong? Like, what's wrong with you?" And like, cause she could tell I wasn't feeling well, and I was like, "Well, I I'm not really sure." I was like, "I think it's the aller I think it's allergies or something or a head cold, but I am running a fever." And she's like, "Why are you here?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, well, see here in the text message, yeah. I was told I wasn't allowed to be sick anymore." And she goes, "What that? She goes, What the hell? You can't. You can't be told.'" you're not allowed to be sick like if you're sick you're sick and i'd rather you not be here making me sick right and so she's like go home i'll put you back on the schedule on friday like you were before she's like go home go to the doctor do something just don't be here yeah like the great parts of having a boss who's a germaphobe yeah (laughs) but went to the doctor you know immediately left and went to the doctor and they were like "Flu." oh And so then, um, I get a text from the coworker the next day. She's got the flu. No, but she's, (laughs) she's telling me like, oh, like Daisy, the store manager was like, yeah, you you know, told me that you have the flu and I'm really sorry to hear that. And like, you know, I hope you feel better. And then she ends it by going, and by the way, this is not a kiss ass text message. (laughs) What? yeah like and I I, I texted her back and I was like I never would have thought it was a kiss ass text text message it's not your style (laughs) I was like you know you're doing you're being a human right now Yeah. Yeah, like because every time that she's sick and calls out I make a point of texting her and being like hey do
0: you need anything
1: hope you feel better yeah Like, let me know if you need anything like she's never done that for me Yeah. So, I personally think that she got a heads up on my possible HR reporting, but...
0: Yeah. Let's hope so.
1: But, yeah, Jason was like, yeah, all this death and shit lately, I'm pretty sure that's why you have the flu. Because the doctor... The doctor was asking me, like, have you gone through, like, lots of stress lately? And I was like, well, do you have... How how much time do you have?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and I haven't even heard about... Or, like heard of any like cases of the flu yet it's usually way more into the season yeah in this area so i'm getting my flu shot i got one
1: that was the first question the doctor asked me was like have you gotten your flu shot yet and i was like well it's september Mm -hmm. yeah i was like i'm literally like it was the week after my birthday like I, i didn't even think i needed a flu shot at this point the doctor's like oh well you know never too early and i was True. like well what was you supposed to get it like every month like
2: <laughs> <laughs> how long do they last
1: yeah. I, I was like how do i know <laughs> i was like you've just always thought that you got that when it got closer to winter yeah but i
0: and got the flu last year it was miserable yeah
1: and i you know i had the flu and like of course the pharmacist or not the pharmacist the doctor is a new doctor i didn't see my regular one And he prescribes me this new wonder drug (laughs) that is supposed to be like a one dose thing, and the flu is gone. The
0: antivirus. It's like an ant. Yeah, I know.
1: And. um, Did it work? Well, I don't know because the pharmacist called back and was like, we don't have this in stock. We'll have it tomorrow. But it's uh, just so you know, this pill, this single pill. Is going to be ninety dollars with your insurance.
0: Well, listen, it's so good that you didn't because it's they they we're gonna give that to Sethem, but he's on Lexapro, and if you're on any sort of antidepressants, it suicidal tendency like Ooh. through the roof. Okay. So don't. Scary. I mean, yeah, yeah. And they don't. A lot of times, do- even your regular doctor who knows all these things about you, especially with new drugs, yeah, they don't really. We were just fucking lucky that his doctor was like, oh nope you're gonna have to ride this one out buddy like
3: yeah
1: yeah because my doctor had my prescriptions in front of him on the computer yeah wow. so he knew what he knew that i'm side on side like, effects and yeah all that other stuff but
0: i think they did, it's because it you know newer it's, drugs yeah. they don't really know all the side effects yeah so he's it?
1: like but he he gave me a doctor's note for that day and the next day Just two days. Oh, my God. The flu is... This Because this, quote, unquote, miracle drug was supposed to have it over and done with in, like, no time flat. So he gave me the note based on that. Well, when the pharmacist called and said that they didn't have that, but that it was going to be highly expensive. And I was like, well, just out of curiosity, how much would it be without insurance? And she goes, well, it's about a $500 pill. And I was like, for one pill? Yeah. And she goes, yeah, she's like, it's because it's so new. She's like, most insurance companies consider it to be like super risky. high grade. Yeah. Like, so um, it's it's expensive. And she goes, um, I was like, well, I can't afford that. I was like, I can't afford to lay over and die right now, <laughs> but I can't afford that. <laughs> and she goes, well, let me call, let me call your doctor and let me see if it's okay. like, see if they can prescribe something else. So they prescribe me Tamiflu, like, you Mm -hmm. know, the most generic flu medication. But that's a five-day medication. Mm -hmm. And they tell you that you aren't even to the non-contagious point until you're halfway through. So, of course, this is Monday. Like, halfway through would have been Thursday. So I was still feeling like shit on Wednesday and had to call out again. (laughs) But... My store manager was just like, "It's fine, you Good. have the flu."
2: I don't want the flu, so stay yeah. home. She's yeah. like,
1: "Your your doctor's note technically said from this date to this date, which that final date was mm-hmm. that Wednesday." So was, she's like, "I'm gonna count it as that." Yeah. And I was like, "Okay," I was like, because I don't need any more stress in my life because yeah. the doctor said that that's literally why I'm sick. Yeah. yeah. God. But then l- luckily nobody else has died.
0: Well, thankfully, Good. let's keep let's let's really try here.
1: on yeah.
2: <laughs> that
0: path.
1: I was like, can, yeah, I was like, please, nobody else die. Give me like, God, give me a week.
0: My immune system really. <laughs> like I mean, that. you you just sat here and you like, you just went through all these deaths, like, and I'm over here like, no, please, <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: don't no.
1: name another one no
0: okay good <laughs> when you started going in on the flow I was like no fuck me when you said the thing about your
2: grandma I was like oh god oh god will we have a grandma death about that yeah <laughs> that's, that's what, what I, was, I thought yeah. was
1: Yep. I don't oh, know, depending man. on the family member you talk to, they they're like, oh, it could be any day and oh. then like then you see a Facebook post of her just being like all happy and like <laughs> l- you know, crocheting or whatever, yes. being a grandma Ooh. and then like I thought she was like on knocking on Didn't death's door say? like yeah. 3 seconds ago. <laughs> Like is death just coming to visit occasionally? Yeah, like, just to have a chat with her. Just yeah, to see how
2: she's if she's ready. How she's knocking doing. on death's door.
1: <laughs> but tell her
0: not to go to death's house.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so because of these experiences, what is something you try to do to support someone who has recently lost a loved one? <laughs>
1: I honestly have no freaking clue. <laughs> I go I go into brain dead mode when yeah. other people like have their have moments like you know I'm a Virgo through and through so I'm like I want to be there for you but also like I don't know
0: uh. what to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's so like, my mom
2: and she's a Virgo too.
1: Yeah. It's like you you have this like m- motherly nurturing instinct that you just can't get rid of but also like you're completely like emotionally stunted, it seems sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's probably because you've had so much experience with death
2: across yeah. the board.
1: I'm just like, eh, cry. You know. Yeah. Let it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, what song do you want played at your funeral? The Celtic one. Oh, yeah, that's right. We That's right. We went over the funeral plan stuff. Um, I need to look
1: up the name of that song.
2: Yeah, do, because we'll put it on our Spotify yeah. playlist with the other ones. How do you think you're going to die? The flu? probably it probably
1: will be something stupid like that (laughs)
2: Um, what food um, if someone loses someone what food do you bring them walk beside
1: me by Celtic woman
2: walk beside me by Celtic woman so that's your funeral song Mm -hmm. I was like that's not a food (laughs)
1: <laughs> but what was the food then
2: what food are you bringing to the funeral
1: if someone oh else- funeral potatoes
0: <laughs> Duh. It, it's already pre-packaged you just pop in the oven at 350 for right? 20 minutes exactly
1: and then you can get it at walmart at a Walmart cool. for like
0: four it's four 488
1: all the boxes I guess. Yeah.
2: you can at least order them on yeah
1: mm.
2: um what is one thing you want to do before you die
1: Mm, travel somewhere somewhere yeah i'm just gonna say travel somewhere because like i have these dreams of grandeur about wanting to go to like europe and japan Mm -hmm. and like korea and all these other places but like i know i'm a broke-ass bitch like (laughs) 90 some odd percent of the time so (laughs) you know if i can just score somewhere yeah we're good let's
0: go on a cruise yeah
1: Take me on a cruise. Let's go on a
0: cruise. <laughs> Well, next time, I'm, I'm going to let you know. Yeah. Do it. I'll let you know. Oh,
1: I do really want to go on a Disney cruise at some point. <laughs> oh,
0: God. I, I am do, too. S- They're so expensive, though.
1: Th- that's probably how I'll die.
0: On a Disney cruise?
2: On
1: a, on a cruise. Because <laughs> yeah. um I'm deathly, deathly afraid of deep water.
2: Oh, wow. Because
1: I can't swim. Oh, okay. And I've seen Titanic way too many times. <laughs> <laughs> but... I really do want to go on a cruise i don't I can't explain it, so I know like because there's like this desire to do it and I'm all these factors against me, that's probably how I'll die, yeah, yeah. just
0: because just that's like I'll Newton's fall wall. off, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'll fall off the boat, like no yeah. one'll know I'm gone until like
0: <laughs> we get back to port,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: like where's Jesse
0: man he's <laughs> must have been having a really good time. He's, <laughs> But seen it
2: for we were having a discussion planning a cruise to Cuba, and I was on my computer looking at prices, and that was the day that, you know, all of a sudden we're not allowed to go to Cuba anymore. Thanks, Trump. Yeah. Fuck.
1: Okay. Why like, are we not allowed
2: to go to Cuba? Because they wouldn't let him buy, build a hotel there. Um. oh Yeah. Because, you know, when they opened after up... After all, all the hard
0: work Obama did to yeah. undo...
2: Uh-huh. And they wouldn't mm. let him put a hotel there because they want to keep the money for you know yeah the people that was kind of part that's of the deal that's why yeah. yeah and um, kind of why
1: they wanted to get rid of Fidel all those years yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and they don't want a new one
1: yeah <laughs> so, I don't blame them
2: um, but yeah cruise ships that were in the water had to turn around and come back yeah oh
1: my god because
2: it was just so quickly like bye yeah it's terrible <laughs> oh
3: it sucked
2: oh anyway right. well anything else you'd like to add or
1: I wanna go on one of those cruises where you go see whales in Alaska.
2: Ooh. My uncle a Viking my, cruise. My, I, my uncle's granny. My husband's granny
0: <laughs> did that. Yeah. I wanna do that too. Yeah. Like I'd love to do uh, I don't know if I could handle it though, but like a transatlantic cruise. Oh god, I would
2: it's oh, like a seventeen be cool. day
1: cruise. Oh, that's it's some like, real Titanic oh, shit yeah. right there.
2: I wanna do the Telling forty me. day round the world cruise.
1: Oh, but look, see the good news is though. We won't have to worry about Titanic shit, though, because there's no icebergs <laughs> that's left. That's right. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> true. Yeah. You're right. No
0: polar bears either, but... Like, and no. listen, with climate change, being on a, a boat is the place to be. Apparently. Yeah.
1: <laughs> See, I mean, no worry about, like, icebergs. Like, yeah. there's none of those left. So <laughs> we can probably, you know, keep sailing. we yeah. are safe. It's almost water Nobody will have to world. float on a door. <laughs>
0: Uh, all the movies that we're bringing to life with climate change, yeah. with all the right. dystopian drama.
2: <laughs> Day after tomorrow,
0: to see Kevin Costner cruising by on a jet ski, and Katniss Everdeen <laughs> jumping from a, a not even a mountain.
1: A God, does anyone backpack. ever looked at the like the Hunger Games like world like map? And, like, seeing where everything is. No, I haven't. Okay, so if you... you like, I Googled it one time, like, mm-hmm. after I was reading the books and, like, uh, watching the movies and stuff. And I was kind of curious because, you know, it takes place in America. Yeah. But it's a dystopian future mm-hmm. America. Right. So I was kind of curious where each district was. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, like, we don't exist, by the way, <laughs> um, Florida and Georgia, I believe, are underwater. Oh, but okay. about as close, I think, was like District Eleven mm-hmm. or something. We're 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 the agricultural district, which is roughly. interesting because
2: the films were um, record. I mean, I filmed mean, they're in blah, filmed in Georgia and Charlotte when I was yeah. in yep. Charlotte. Yeah, that's funny.
1: I think um, cat the Capitol is somewhere in like the Coloradoy area. It's mm. like in this in the Rocky Mountains. Huh like um because of course they moved higher up yeah because like everything else was like flooding and crap but <laughs> like or just sinking uh, but i thought it was really like interesting yeah To Mm -hmm. see where everything was. Also, I don't know what the rest of the world was doing. Yeah. During all of that, (laughs) I
2: wondered about that during. Yeah. It's like did only
1: America? Yeah. Survive. But no, Hmm. it's just only apparently only America decided to go all like fucking crazy, totalitarian, yeah, Yeah. and make people fight for food. (laughs) And I was like, what an American thing! It's the
2: American way. It's gonna happen.
0: If we don't make changes.
1: Doesn't President don't didn't President Snow just make you think of Trump though?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean Melania's inauguration outfit was basically um from the Capitol. Yeah. <laughs> it was
2: yeah, it was yeah. Crazy. Anyway Oh goodness. Uh so before we started recording, you were telling us that you were Wiccan mm-hmm. and what, are there any specific funeral traditions? with that they go
1: along with that a lot of it is like um a lot of wicca is like a personal mm-hmm. like stance like you there are like some traditional things traditional things but for the most of it it's like taking it and making it your own yeah um but like um with with wicca it's a whole lot of like returning to earth yeah like um so you you're not supposed to view like death is like a sad thing. Mm-hmm. You're kind of supposed to view it as like a kind of the same way you're supposed to view it in Christianity. like yeah. you're returning home. Yeah, except that Wicca. It's the earth, and we we yeah. come from the earth, and not a puppet in the sky. <laughs> um, but you know, you like you're you're returning to Earth, which is, makes more sense, honestly, because we put people in the ground. They're returning to the earth right or if we cremate them and like dust them somewhere then they're returning to the earth but um you know wicca is so much of like a like i said personal thing too because like you you choose your personal deity yeah to like um I guess worship, or that's your guardian deity. So a lot of it has to do with what that deity like has. Okay. Uh, special like properties for like Jason, for instance. Like, um, ha- he chose Bestet, mm-hmm. um, because he's a ca- a crazy cat person. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> just oh. I mean it's true. Mm-hmm. Like, um he's way more practicing than I am. Yeah. Like I just I am a self identifying Wiccan, but too lazy to actually do anything. <laughs> so I'm kinda like those Christians that go to church on Sunday and then nothing. N- nothing yeah. else. Or
2: just the major holidays. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's probably more like me. <laughs> Like, um, but like, it's, you know, you say your little prayers and Mm -hmm. you, a lot of it is just getting through life in general. So, you know, you have your candle rituals that you do for protection, you have your protection charms, like, because most of it is about avoiding the bad things. Yeah. Um, and Wicca is like really heavy on teaching you to not do bad things, to only do good things because if you do bad things they come back to you like it's it's the threefold system. Yeah. Um if you do bad things they come back to you in threefold. If you do good things they come back to you in threefold. It's almost mm-hmm. like a karmatic system. Yeah. Um but you definitely don't want anything bad coming back to you at all, but yeah. So, like, that idea that Wiccans um, or witches or whatnot curse people is, like, completely, like, stupid. Yeah. Like, to say the least. Like, because, well, I mean, I do know some that do, but they're not what I would call yeah. appropriate Wiccans. Yeah. <laughs> um, But um, a lot of it's just saying, like, little... Ritual prayers. Yeah. And stuff. Or lighting a candle.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: It's a lot more simplistic than it seems.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I I think that's probably the problem with religions in general is people try to complicate them.
1: (laughs) They really do. I mean, or that's why it's like so much easier. And like my mom always stated, like it's non-organized religion is so much easier than organized religion. Like, um... Because you can, you can worship God or whoever on your, whenever you don't have to go to a building on a specific day Mm -hmm. and pay them to let you be there. Right like you can do that in the comfort of your own home or for her in the comfort of her garden. Yeah. Like where
2: you feel God, quote unquote God or yeah. the presence of a yeah.
1: And you know, and that's all like she would always point out that's that's all the book says. Like mm-hmm. that's all the Bible says, like just wherever. So like you know, and she did a lot of hers in her garden. Yeah, which you know, it's like that's very Wiccan in itself.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Like, but you know, just being surrounded by the things that make you happy. Yeah, and like lighting a candle.
2: Yeah, pretty <laughs> simple. <laughs> All right, so I guess we'll wrap things up. Yeah.
1: By, um, okay, how we're going to do for it? Sharing yes, your
2: story. thank you so much for sharing all of your.
0: Do you <laughs> want to shout out so any crazy. social media yeah. or anything?
1: Or? Um. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> you can follow me on Facebook at Jesse Ward, and that's J E S S E W A R D. Mm-hmm. Um, and look at all my pretty little artworks yeah. that I share. Yes. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram at Kimbertronic. That's K i m b e r t r o n i c. Yes. And you know, if you see something you like, contact me because we can work out a commission yes. situation. Yes. There you go. Because the bitch is broke and she needs <laughs> money. <laughs>
0: yep. And you're good. Yeah.
1: Constant state of broke. I mean, yeah. If you've
0: seen our,
2: if you've seen our logo and you like it and you want a one that's done, that's a version of you. This is your.
0: Grandma.
2: This how you con- who you contact. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, so to wrap things up, or anything else you want to shout out? Sorry. Okay. Um,
1: oh yeah, if you need your brows done, come to Ulta. Yeah. That's where work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Any clients too? Cause broke bitch, you know.
0: She's
2: sitting at the mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry that that uh noise you hear in the background is Layla's toy playing. So, um, let's just say. Um, Go get your flu shot because It all ends a funeral
0: Bye guys Bye, Bye. Bye. Thanks Bye. Thanks. Funeral Stories is produced by Seth and Molino And music is by John Pope Check out our website and blog By going to www.funeralstories.com And follow us on Facebook and Twitter At Funeral Stories And on Instagram at funeral Donate to our cause on Patreon To unlock subscriber rewards And please don't forget to send your funeral stories to funeralstoriespodcast at gmail.com or hello at funeralstories.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple
2: iTunes and listen on your preferred podcasting service. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.